Hello, Alpha Familia. This is Emiliano Gonzalez again for another episode with Cafecito con Alpha Dallas. For some of you guys who are new to the podcast, I am part of Deloitte's tax management consulting practice. In addition, the main purpose of this podcast series is to showcase the person behind the professional, to show you guys their habits, their backgrounds, and their personal stories. And with that, let me introduce you to today's guest speaker. Today's speaker is Jessica Gonzalez. She is the director of automotive at InformIQ. Jessica is an award-winning business leader and a change agent with 15 plus years of experience with a corporate journey spanning sale, operations, risk management, and program management at Fortune 100 leaders in the banking and finance sector, Santander Consumer, and Visa. Overall, her career has been marked by a consistent track record of successes in driving across people, systems, and processes to deliver consistent growth in ROI, significant cost reductions, and substantial improvements in employee satisfaction. Hey, how are you doing, Jessica? So thank you for coming much. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Um, I would like to start this interview with this question. And the question is, what would you say are the values that help you become the professional you are today and why? Sure, Thibs. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. I'm really excited to uh, talk with you and get to know you more. Um, so I think the answer to, to that question is really, it depends. I think that throughout my journey, um, you only know what you only know. And I think it's critical to say that the person I am now and the person I was 10 years ago is very different. Um, I'd like to say that I'm always growing. Um, it's difficult when you start saying who your core is, what your values are, and what made you the person you are, because it changes so significantly. And when you're recorded on a podcast, you want to make sure that it's going to be something solid that lasts for so long. Um, and I think that's why it's so difficult to write and to put yourself out there and make yourself vulnerable. But I think the core part of who I am is a relationship builder and being empathetic to people. Um, you know, we have a lot of privileges in our life, and I'll be one to say that I was I have lived a very privileged life, um, but also accepting the places that put me um, on a journey and a path that really made me who I am. Um, so understanding I may not know everybody's path or journey, but really being open to understanding that vulnerability and that journey in everyone is really critical in making sure that you're building up relationships and ultimately building the person you want to become, um, you know, with your life. Yeah, definitely building relationships is something that uh, you have to keep in mind as you go through your career. Like, um, you know, like it's always good to have like a networking um, down the line. It's like you never know who's going to help you out. It's always good to have those relationships in the back of your hand that, you know what, I have an issue. Like, you know, I'm going through this in my career and I'm like, uh, let me just call my friend Jessica. Hey, Jessica, you know, you're like older experience. How can you? When you were in a situation similar to this, uh, what made you help, you know, move through that obstacle? So that's a good thing that uh, I like of yourself, that relationships are a really important value to have. Um, another question that I, I want to ask you is that I am very aware that you're a mother and a professional, which is not something easy, right? So my question is, how do you balance your work and your career and your family? Yes. So um, there's two parts to this, which is, you know, I don't do it alone. I think that if you're successful in your career, you never do it alone. Um, whether you're a, a, a woman, a man, or a partner, there's always a support system. I think it's very, very critical to have a very strong support system because regardless if you spend your extra time with kids or you spend your extra time um, you know, taking care of an elderly uh, parent or grandmother, or if there's some other kind of issue that you have in your life that takes 
um, energy and time away from what you need to do within your career or your job. Um, it's really critical to have that support system because there's been times in my life where I, you know, it may be not be the kids. It may be something else that's going on. Um, somebody that's sick or there's, you know, some kind of issue that I need to really take some time away from my job and having that support system so that when I am at work, when I am doing my job, I'm able to be fully committed. I think that's really, really critical so that I don't have to worry about what my kids are doing. I know that they're doing the best that they're going to be doing um, and I can focus on my, my job. And I think that's really, really critical. I also think that, um, you know, I had a mentor once say, you know, everybody asks the question about how do you do it with kids or, and nobody else gets asked that question. Um, but I think it's, like I said, it's a fair question because that's my journey. My journey is that I have five kids. I have a husband and, um, you know, we were in the military for a little while and it was hard and there was decisions that my family unit made so that I knew that, but I was confident in those decisions. Um, and because we were our, very much both focused and agree on what we want within our lives. So um, there was a time that I worked 10 years for Visa. I worked from home. And at that time, there was not a lot of working from home. Um, and the reason I stayed there, I gave up many career opportunities. I gave up many promotions because I chose to stay working from home versus going into the um, uh, California office or moving to a hub. And I made those decisions for my family, but it was a decision that I made consciously saying that, um, this is what's best for my family. I made the decision to have children and I want to make sure that I'm home and working from home so that I have the flexibility. And it was critical for me because my husband was in the military. And so I needed to make sure that I had the flexibility that if he was deployed or he moved or he got stationed in Puerto Rico, that we were able to be that family unit because that's a critical piece of who I am. Um, and that's a critical piece of being a mother for me is that I want to make sure that we're all together. Um, and so that was, that was what really made sure that that, you know, kids and, and my family are always uh, here. So I think it's like, I have a lot of kids, yes, but I also think it's really important to, for me to know that um, I never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to have kids. I wanted my family together. There was, the, there was things that were on my list of I had to have. None of those things consisted of me being a stay-at-home mom. So I also feel like I had the privilege of never having that guilt. I never, um, I feel like a lot of women go into the workforce and they feel like, oh, I should be at home or I'm missing X, Y, and Z. Or, I mean, what if the kids think this? I always wanted my kids to see me work. I always loved, enjoyed work. It's, it makes me the happiest. I feel more productive. I enjoy having a team. I enjoy that dynamic. It makes me um, really excited in the morning, right? And I love my kids. I love for them to be taken care of. Um, and I love to see, you know, them grow and be the people they want. But I also want them to have a, you know, a strong woman to look up to. And that, that's what was important for me. Um, and so I think that, you know, like I said, it's, everybody's journey is different. I think everybody needs to make those decisions for themselves um, and then be okay with your decisions, right? Um, for a while, I was frustrated. I'd be like, I gave up all of these things and, you know, I would be so much further in my career if I had done X, Y, and Z. But, you know, I have to sit with myself and say, the reason why I did that was was a good reason. And I wanted to, and I'm an adult and I decided to do these things um, and know that my time is coming. And when my time comes, it will come. Um, so I think it's always, like I said, that journey and understanding where you are and always knowing you're where you're supposed to be um, when you're there and not wanting to be somewhere else. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I just have a quick question. Let's, for example, that, that uh, one of our listeners is a person who is between uh, growing your career or, um, you know, becoming a, a stay-at-home mom or like uh, 
like you are in that, you know, the middle of the road, like, you know, career kids, uh, you had to choose one or you combine it. What advice would you give to that, to that person? I think, like I said, I think it just depends on that person's story, right? I think what ultimately those are very personal decisions. And I think of having a broad, you should do X or you should do Y um, is really difficult without knowing that person. Um, And that's why I said, like, I think mentorship and relationships building is really key so that when you have those tough decisions, like you said, you are able to call somebody and say, hey, I'm I'm going through this. What do you think? Give me some advice. I think that's very, very critical. Um, And there is times when, you know, I've been through my own career journey and I've said, hey, you know, I've gotten this feedback. Some of it's realistic and some of it is not really what I feel at heart is, is who I am. What do you think I should do with this? And, and it is really, really important to be able to have those people that are, have experience that are on your corner that will give you the hard feedback, but the good feedback um, that will tell you, you are where you're supposed to be. You're really smart. That will pick you up, but then also say, Hey, you know what? You, you probably did this wrong or you did that wrong so that they can help you guide you in those decisions. Um, I think that it's, like I said, there was a time in my life that I did put my, my kids above my career. And I'm okay with that. And then there's a time that when I decided to go back to work, when I um, left Visa and went to Santander, um, I 100%, 200% was said, I'm ready now to really focus on my career. I want to make sure that I'm there. We got a full-time nanny. Um, My husband, you know, we had a talk through and we said, I'm going back to work. I want to be in the office. I want to really, really focus on my career again. You had your time in the military. Um, We were supporting you in that area. And so, so we really just, you know, made those decisions in a, in our support system. And he totally backed me up and said, Hey, I'm going to be there for you. You know, you, we did this time for me and now I'm going to make sure that we always uh, focus on you um, for this time period. And, and he's my biggest supporter, Um, you know, on LinkedIn, on any of my posts, on any of my items. um, He is the one that's resharing and and supporting me all the time, um, pushing and advocating. And, and, and I do the same for him. And I think that's really, really critical to always have that person on your corner. Um, I think it's key to your success. I guess we can, you can say you can go back to like, you know, building relationships. And I think it's also important to have that communication with your significant other. Like, uh, like I should mention before, like he was part of the, the, your team, right? He was in your corner. So now I kind of wonder um, how this veteran military, uh, you know, partner, you know, kind of like transform you, help you out on uh, your professional life. Yeah. So I am, you know, as being a veteran spouse, I, I honor, I respect, I think veterans do the ultimate sacrifice and a sacrifice that honestly, I, I'm not willing to make because it's just so, so hard, right? The being a veteran is such a hard requirement. You, you have to give so much of yourself. And I'll say my husband, he fit that to the T. And honestly, if um, we weren't married, he would have been a career military veteran. Um, He would have, you know, he loved it. He was made for it. And that was, you know, something he really, really enjoyed. But because we were married, we had a child together, you know, we, I couldn't continue that lifestyle because it was so important to me to have our family together at all times. Um, And, you know, being a veteran spouse, it's really hard when they're deployed, you're, you know, raising your kids alone, you're, you're married, but you're pretty much a single parent. And it was a lifestyle that, you know, like I said, there were certain things that I could accept in my life and what I couldn't. And it was really, really hard for me. And it was really hard on our marriage as well. Um, but it doesn't take away from the fact that I respected him and what he did. I respect the sacrifices that he had to do as well as all his peers. Um, and like I said, being in the military is it's so, so difficult. And I, it's, I, I had the ultimate compassion and respect. And it's something that I will always will respect 
But I think that, you know, it was really hard for me to understand how I can support my husband and also be okay with my core values that I wanted my family together at all times. I didn't want to be a single parent while he was deployed. It was really something I struggled with. It wasn't until my husband led an employee resource group at work um, and he was giving a personal testimony um, in regards to our family and our daughter passing away. And it was, the topic was uh, PTSD. And I came to that meeting to just to support him. I knew what he was going to talk about. And I asked um, the event if I could actually speak on his behalf um, after he spoke, because I felt like we've been through so many things together. Um, you know, we've been together for our 20 years that I really felt like I wasn't supportive enough in the military because I was going against my own personal grain. But I wanted to show him how proud I am of him and how much he meant to me and how much I think. I'm amazed by what he had to do all the time. Sorry. And so I think that, you know, when I went to that meeting, I was, I went with all intention to make sure I was doing, supporting my husband and supporting his path because he was about to give a really, really emotional testimony. And I I could only imagine what his words were going to say. And so I went there to say, you know what, I, I need you to know that this man is everything that you think he is in the leader that he is as a veteran and that he is the best person positioned to lead this employee resource group for you because his passion like supersedes so much and and he will lead you down that path. Um, and so I, I went there to talk about him. And, and in that point, I actually said like, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I felt like I was not a good enough wife to him when he was in the military. I felt like I didn't do him justice. Like I was so angry for so many years when he would deploy. I was I was angry and I was very shameful. I didn't want to tell people that because having a veteran spouse, you're you know you are expected to say I'm so proud of him. I'm so excited he's doing this and like I'm you know thankful for his service and and all of those things. But it was really hard for me to say I'm also really angry. I'm really shamed that I'm so angry that he left us during this time, even though he went, he did it for work. He did it for our country. I was, I was angry. And so that, that took a long time for me to really accept that and vocalize that. But I did that in that meeting to tell everyone how, how forgiving he is, how accepting he is, how he's been nothing but supportive for me and where I felt like I lacked, lacked in that way for him. Um, and all I received was so much kindness from the veterans. Um, they were so accepting. There were so many women that came up to me and said after the meeting, like, Jessica, oh my gosh, like, I have the same feelings. Like, I, I, I fully understand what you're saying. Like, that's what I was going through. We never are, we're never, never able to talk about these things because we're all pent up. We're all, you know, feeling this shame. And it's just something that you never really talk about or you embrace because it's just, like I said, it's, you feel so shameful. You feel like you want to do the right thing, but it's just so difficult and so hard. And I think that experience really opened me up to saying, you know, it's, there's real power in being real with people. There's real power in being authentic with people and sharing things that may be really scary for you to talk about because you make real connections and, and it really empowers you to grow and move. I'll tell you that that experience for me and my husband was, it was really life-changing because we had never really, really talked about, um, how I felt or how that affected him or, or those tough moments. Um, and I think that, it, it really became something that we, we realized too within our relationship is that yes, we communicate really well. We, we talk about all these things that we really have the same ambition and goals in our life. And we're very aligned in, in pretty much everything. Right. But 
talking about that time period was very difficult for us. And I think it really opened up and brought us stronger and closer together. And I think the same thing for, you know, the employee resource group. So I think it really changed how I viewed um, not only my career, but also my personal interactions with people Um, before, you know, growing up as a young Latina woman in corporate America, I started working corporate when I was 18. um, I really, really was always taught that you should not talk about your personal life. You should not talk about your kids. You should, um, you know, go to work very professional. Um, I always wore a suit. I was always um, dressed up. Even if it was a casual day, I felt uncomfortable being casual. I never wanted to wear jeans. I wanted to have my suit on. I wanted to make sure that I, um, you know, had the the appearance of being a professional um, in my career as well as in my work environment. And I thought that that was really, really important. So I never brought my personal life into my career. It was very much separated. Um, And so I think that having and sharing this journey um, made me realize more like the impression that people had of me at work. Um, If they weren't on my team, if they didn't individually talk with me, um, they really didn't know who I was. The the impression that they had of me was very much different than who I was as a person. I used to say like Jessica outside of work and Jessica at work are completely two different people. And it was true. I was, I was, I was two different people. One very, very much focused on my career and that's all all you saw. And the other one that was a wife, a mother, a veteran spouse, like all of those different entities that make who I am. Um, But I separated them. But I felt like once I started opening up myself um, to others at work, they, my work improved. I was more excited to even be at work. And I felt like my, um, I was able to build those relationships and it was able to navigate some of the more difficult discussions that we had at work um, because they really, you know, had a relationship with me. So it was a lot harder for people to say, no, I don't want to do this or, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, it was a lot easier to say, hey, like, I'm going to pick up the phone call and I'm going to call this person and say, hey, this is the problem I'm having. Do you think we can help each other out and get to the same resolution? Um so I think that was, it was a big, big moment for me. And it definitely changed how I view um, having those conversations at work. Yes, definitely. I can agree with, to that, that, you know, very oftentimes we only want to bring uh, our professional selves into the work environment, which is nothing wrong with it. But it's definitely sometimes when you bring a personal self, it's like, hey, you know, but like, who is this guy named uh, Miliano? Who is this girl named Jessica? Like, um, so where are you from? Um, what language you speak? What's the music that you like to hear? Um, what are you into? Like, are you into books? Are you into films? Are you into like doing export activities? Because um, at the end of the day, like, you know, many people can go into Excel spreadsheet and um, look at the data and like, okay, you know, I can see some patterns, but it's like, who are you? Like, you know, um, what are you into? Like, what's your background? Like, for example, you said, Jessica, that um, you are a parent sponsor that makes you a uh, very unique situation and, and you are a Latina minority that um, I want to uh, like, who is this um, person? Um, so it's an interesting situation that I guess once you get into a professional field, you start asking yourself those questions. But I, I definitely will say that bringing a little personality into the workforce definitely is, uh, uh, you know, much uh, fun to do. And then it makes you a thing that you're looking forward to go to work and talk to your coworkers. Not only about, you know, Excel spreadsheets, but also like, hey, you know, like uh, this is what happened to me on the weekend with my family. And you're like, okay, it's pretty cool. Um, I want to, uh, you know, ask you another question. I know that you are a very successful person, um, not only as, as your career, but also as a mother. So I kind of want to ask you, uh, what are the habits and routines that help you out throughout your career? I think I think that 
you know, prioritizing what's important for you is really key. I think people always ask like, how do you do it? What do you, how do you do X, Y, and Z all the time? And how do you have five kids and take them everywhere and what you do? Um, and you do, you prioritize what you want to do, what you enjoy doing. Um, and you make sure that those things that matter to you, you, you do. And then the other items, they, you may not, may not get done. Right. Um, so you prioritize, like, do you want to clean your own house or do you not want to clean your house? Right. Or do you want to be there all the time with the kids and doing their homework? I, I have no patience for homework. <laughs> so, you know, my, my kids have tutors, like, you know, they go to an after school program. And so when they come home, we eat dinner together and their homework is done and I don't have to yell at them and scream at them. So you just start really realizing, and, you know, I work in strategy and operations. And so I really, I really think of it as the same thing. You're trying to solve a problem. Like why, how do I get the most enjoyment and fulfillment out of my life um, with the things that I want to do? And so you're just really prioritizing that hey, this is, you know, I want to be able to do these things. I want to be successful. I want to have a career. I want to make sure my kids are taken care of. And what's the best way to get both of those things? Gotcha. Gotcha. So I just have one more question. And this is more to about the listeners who are, you know, um, students or like, you know, recent graduates or like are about to start in the workforce. So, for example, let's say that you go back in time to Jessica as a recent graduate. And this is Jessica that you are right now with many years of experience. What advice would you give to Jessica, uh, who's a recent graduate? Um, I think for me, uh, like I said, you know, when you're in that journey, you only know what you only know. And so, you know, I lived a, a privileged life and I'm very fortunate in that way. You know, I went to college when I was 16. I, you know, I was really, really smart. I had a lot of great mentors. The reason why I'm here is a lot of, you know, older professional men, uh, white men were able to support me and take me under their wings, show me a lot of things that were really critical to where I am right now. Um, I've always had a lot of advocates within my space where they say, Jessica, like this is, you know, giving me advice. Like I've always been really blessed and had a lot of great opportunities. Um, but it also, because of that, I think it, I had a little chip on my shoulder, right? Where I felt like, you know, I know everything. I'm great. I can do all of these things. Um, and it wasn't until life threw some threw some wrenches out there and I had to go to a really different place within my life, right? I It lowered me. It made me realize like, hey, these aren't, you know, life is not super easy. Um, and so whenever I had those real life experiences, um, I realized like that's what makes you who you are, like going through something really difficult and coming out and how strong you are and, and what you can achieve even after some kind of adversity. Um, so it, it really made it into perspective of, hey, you know, like I said, you don't know other people's journey. You don't know what they're struggling with. You don't know, um, you know, if what is really hard for them may not be that hard for you. you and so I'm just very much so empathetic into what what that journey looks like for other people. And, and I honestly, when I was younger, I, I wasn't. Um, there was there was things that I couldn't comprehend, right? You only know what you only know. Um, it wasn't till, you know, there was a time in our life where we got really poor. I got really sick. I had to quit my job. We had to go stand in line for food stamps. You know, those things like really put you in a perspective of like, I, I would have never known what that felt like. And I would have never known how that makes people feel until you feel that way. Um, and it, you feel horrible. Like I felt horrible um, until you have to do things like that. You, you just don't know. Right. And so I think like us realizing that when you sit in a place of privilege, when you don't have that difficult life, it is our responsibility to make sure that other people get there too. 
that you help the people that don't have that privilege that you do have. Um, and so that is my biggest like goal in life is that if I can bring others up to where I'm at, um, I will, and I want to, because I think it's something that us culturally, we lack the ability to, I think other cultures do it so much better than us. I think our culture is, you know, estamos celosos, where we get jealous a lot. We, we do a lot of different things where, you know, and we, we bicker, we do, there's things that like just culturally, like we like to talk and, you know, we do these things. Um, but we also need to be such advocates and supporters of each other. And I think like when you see Emiliano doing something amazing, like I want to high five you, I want to say, good job. You did it. You know, I'm so proud of you. Right. And I think culturally, like we, we lack that we aren't able to do that in a certain way. And I want to make sure that we have, like, we're able to do that for each other. Um, I think it's key. I see. I see. Well, I gotta say, uh, thank you very much, Jessica. This information has been, you know, amazing. I really like the answers that you gave uh, to our listeners. And I want to say thank you very much for being part of our podcast. And before we conclude today's episode, we want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Ally, JP Morgan Chase & Company, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Liberty Mutual, Alex Partners, Accenture, Boeing, Allstate, and Stream Realty Partners. <laughs>